Hello, welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I am Matt. And I'm Ashley. And I'm Garrett. So yeah, Garrett's back with us, and uh, for what's become a tradition. So the last two Valentine's Days, uh, Garrett's been on the show, and we talk about a Valentine's-related horror movie. <laughs> uh, I think two years ago it was My Bloody Valentine, uh, the original from the 80s. Last year was Valentine from like 20 years ago. And this year it's just time. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. This year is The Love Witch from 2016, and Ashley's going to tell us about it. Yeah, and this isn't specifically a Valentine's Day movie, but it is about love. Um, It stars Samantha Robinson as Elaine. She is the titular Love Witch, and she's a a beautiful young witch who has kind of devoted her studies of witchcraft to the area of love magic, because she's kind of obsessed with love and wants to make men fall in love with her. Um, the problem is she's a little too good at it. Men become obsessed with her, um, and bad things happen to them. And she leaves a a trail of bodies in her wake, to be honest. Um, what did you think of this movie? So I do enjoy this movie. I think it's, I mean, it's a very, uh, sexual movie, but I'll say (laughs) it's, it's a beautiful movie. It's, uh, stylistic. It's, uh, Filmed in uh, 70s Technicolor, and it has a very 70s feel to it. What I really like about this movie is that, like, so you take the 1970s and you take a witch. Typically in a movie like that, the witch is the villain. And in this movie, no, the witch is who the protagonist is. And just kind of everything you would expect. So, yes, she is overly sexualized. But in a horror movie, that is usually, all right, now you're getting stabbed. But in this movie, no, that's how she gets her power. So everything about this movie is just kind of really the opposite of what you would have expected a movie like this to be. Hmm. Well, to quote uh, the great Randy Jackson... Like that's gonna be right, a no. That, for, that's gonna be a no for me. <laughs> I uh, I was disappointed in this. I was looking forward to it. It's one that actually you and I I think talked about it when it was first out in 2016 and mm-hmm. thought about watching it and then we didn't. Um, I'll talk about the things I like. I I, I kind of like the the shtick of the whole oh we're doing this in like a you know late 60s or 70s you know vibe with the color scheme and I like the cinematography of it. Um, that's kind of it. Uh, you know, I, I, no, I, I will say I like the production design. I like the art direction. I like the sets they used, um, and, and you know, uh, and, and and the music has some interesting, an interesting score. Uh, so yeah, those are those are the things I like. I'll leave it at that for now. Uh, yeah. So the the big thing that drew me in initially was the look of the film, and I I really love it. Um, it's, it's retro, but also modern at the same time, which is kind of unsettling because our, our main characters look and dress like they're from the late 60s, early 70s. They drive cars from that era. But, you know, in the background, you see normal people, you see modern cars, you see... So it's, it's, it's strange the way it's... Um, the production design is very strange. Um, but I kind of like that. I found it a little unsettling and you're just kind of questioning where are we and what time and what's happening. So I I liked that from the very beginning. Um, And I love the, just the saturated color palette that reminds you of the old Technicolor movies. Um, 
and specifically reminded me of the the Hammer horror films, like the opening credits and the font they used was very reminiscent of that old Hammer horror um, film. Um, so I loved all those references. Um, there's also just I kept thinking of movies that it reminded me of. There's a uh, um, you know a lot of close ups of her eyes, which um, was straight out of Bell Book and Candle if you've ever seen that movie. So there's just a lot of I think um, homages to older films. But a movie has to be more than just homages to other films. And I found the story to be interesting. You know, like Garrett was saying, it's kind of a, a subversion of the uh, the typical um, plot as far as, you know, the role of a, of a woman or a, um, a woman who uses sex in her, uh, in a particular way. That's, um, it's a little unusual. Um, it is a bit... Um, hypersexual there's a lot of nudity and i think that didn't go over well with some people here but <laughs> um it doesn't bother me it, it it some of like the weirdness that goes along with that sexualization like during some of the um the the ceremonies that they do as part of the you know the witch's coven or whatever it is it kind of veers into like wicker man weirdness territory which I know probably isn't off-putting to some people as well. Um, but I don't know. I found it all very interesting and a fun watch. So, Ashley, you brought up exactly what I wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, so the first thing that really threw me off about this movie is when I saw those modern cars. Yeah. So I, I'm watching this. I go, is this a mistake? And, and so, and that's kind of what was in my head this whole time. And these cars, they clearly have, even the 70s cars, the modern California license plate. Mm. Like, it's the one they're using right now. <laughs> and so I was just like, may, maybe it's just a mistake. Like that, That's something that, you know... Oh, it could easily be glanced over in a film like this. Until, until, and this is like two-thirds of the way of the movie, girl just pulls out a cell phone and makes yes. a phone call. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, so this is clearly not the 1970s. <laughs> All right. So to me then, it got me questioning. Like, you called it unsettling. And I started thinking, well, this is actually more kind of dreamlike. Because mm. uh, I just think of, like, dreams that I've had where um, – like, say I had a dream about one of you two, but then I woke up and I'm like, all right, I knew that was Matt and Ashley, but that didn't look like Matt and Ashley in my mm-hmm. dream. Kind of, that's kind of where I was thinking how this movie was. So perhaps this movie is more of a dreamscape, which, like, you know, you know, I guess take your mileage on that. But mm-hmm. for me, it actually really got me thinking more about this movie. So uh, to me, that actually brought me into the film more. I don't know 100%, but I feel like a lot of the things I, I, ha- I have issues with in this movie aren't a, th- that the fact that the movie is objectively bad. I, I think it's, it has a vibe, and I wasn't vibing with it, <laughs> um, which happens. But So, okay, while I like the retro feel of the look of the movie, what I'm a little unclear about is the acting, because I couldn't tell... Whether they were the actors in this were doing some stilted acting to try and do some affectation of what they believe to be like retro movies of that genre were like, or if they're just bad actors. Um, I know that's a bad thing to say, but it's like I, I couldn't tell um, because the acting in this is a little weird. Um, another thing is like this is very much one person's vision. Um, Anna Biller. Uh, 
has many credits in this movie. She is a co-producer, but then she has sole credit for director, writer, uh, composer, editor, production designer, <laughs> art director, set decorator, and costume designer. <laughs> this is, her, you know, this is her baby. And I wasn't sure if I wasn't sure what the movie was about, like, or what point she was trying to make. I felt like somewhere in there, she's trying to make a point. Now you talked to Garrett about, you know, oh well, usually in horror movies women are sexy, but then they get killed, and this mm-hmm. time they have power. I will also say though, I mean, horror movies are famous though for having the final girl. So usually in a horror movie, it's all the men that get killed off, and there's a woman who survives and beats up the the murderer. Uh, so That's there's that, but. Yeah, I get it. Like so, but another issue I had is that this protagonist, Elaine, you know, uh, played by Samantha Robinson. I guess she's the protagonist, but I didn't like her. Like, well, in this movie, she is my. I mean, I, I we're not doing spoilers, right? We can do mild spoilers. Okay, mild. Well, I mean, it's an eight-year-old movie, so. but uh, she is like. I mean, she'd be like Jigsaw. Like the, that franchise is following that villain, mm-hmm. and that's I mean because she is like Ashley said she's leaving a wake of bodies, mm-hmm. so it's not. I know in the way the film was written and the focus on her, but she's still out there just straight up. I mean, this is just serial killer. Like that's what she's doing. Like, if it's not potions, it's poison, right? Yeah, I get your point there. I will say this in general: I'm not a huge fan of the Saw movies, but. Um, but I will say this. So, you know, like, in the, oh, something near and dear to you, Garrett, Star Wars. Oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. We, we watched Star Wars. We all kind of like Darth Vader, right? I mean, he's a villain. He's, he's a villain. But he's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. And, and when, he, when he's in the hallway in Rogue One beating up the rebels, you know, we're kind of sitting there like, oh, my gosh, you know, clapping our hands like, this is awesome. That said, they also have Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Princess Leia, uh uh, Ray and and and, and Poe and so they have heroes. They have clear cut heroes. So it's like, okay, here's the villain, and yeah, I know you kind of like the villain, but but here are our actual heroes. This movie, the heroes are kind of a holes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You, you don't. You're not that sad when they die. No. Um. And well, I thought you meant the witches. Are you referring to the the victims? No, like uh, yeah, the victims. No, the victims aren't equals. The victims are, are, and that's the thing I couldn't tell too. Is like if if the the writer, producer, director, etc. Is she if she was trying to make the men out to be bad, it didn't work. I mean, they were kind of stupid, but they weren't like they didn't deserve what happened. To and them. there there were certain things I saw. Like I don't want to spoil too much, but um, let's say like the detective lover, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how he was kind of talking down to his black counterpart and like making him make him a sandwich and whatnot. <sighs> Like that type of stuff is what I'm there. So there's that, but I mean, let me let me ask you. Like, you know, are we at a point now to where um, a guy who is brusque with his coworker deserves? Well, of what course, happens in this no, movie? no, I'm not saying that. Of course not. <laughs> I'm just saying in the world of this movie and the story that they're telling, mm-hmm. uh, they they weren't giving us these gold. It wasn't Captain America here getting killed, right? It was. Um, just kind of regular flawed people like we all are nothing about the guys who ended up I guess not making it nothing about them was like well yeah I mean they kind of they kind of got what's coming no 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 Uh, I mean absolutely uh, now each one of them though 
they had something about them that you're like, oh, I don't like that. Because, like, one of them was married. Uh, the, the very first one uh, was, uh, he, or, I, I don't know how to do it other than imitate him. He goes, oh, I love women. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it, it was those things that they're, like, they're giving you these, like, all right, th- like, hang on to this thing because you're not, just to not like them. I don't know. I mean, oh, oh, let me get it. Yeah, the first guy particularly, I found him annoying. But I mean, especially as he was dying. But keep going. But I mean, <laughs> I guess. I mean, so he he's out in the park. Uh, uh, the love witch almost kind of almost starts casting a spell on him. She does this weird thing with her eyes, but she starts casting a spell on him in the park. She willingly like suggests like that they go to um, his bachelor pad in the woods. You know, so it's not like he's being aggressive and like, you know, making her do something against her will. Um, she's the one that suggests they go inside and have sex. She gives him a flask to drink, which is basically she gives him a date rape drug. Mm-hmm. And it, it does and, end up killing him. And then does end up killing yeah. him. And yeah, he acts really weird afterwards. But, you know, and her, and he he starts talking about like all of his insecurities and she can't stand it. And she can, after he dies, she complains to her friend that basically he was a whiner. God rest well, his soul. And, well, and so and that's where I was talking about the, like the subversion of expectations. Cause how did she actually word that? She's like, Oh, he was like a whiny woman. <laughs> yeah. So she's a self hating woman. Well, she's a, she's a different breed, right? I guess, I guess my thing is, I don't know what this movie was trying to say, and even up to the very end, this movie—I thought the movie was going to save itself because toward the last act, you know, there's a scene in a bar or burlesque club, and the the police detective that she's been dating, who she's had under a spell, he seems kind of broken of it, and he's collected all this evidence about her murderous ways, and he's like, he's he's telling her what you know what's up. Very calmly, very direct, but he's like, yeah, so I know you've done this, and you've done that, and you're this, and you're that, and, you know, your, your time's about up. You're going to have to take you in. And then I thought, like, okay, good, good. The movie is is resetting itself to say, like, okay, she may be our protagonist, I sit and put in quotation marks, but she's not going to get away with all of this. And then the movie falls back into this, even up to the end, I feel like it's trying to present both sides it's trying to be like on the one hand yeah she's murdering people and she probably deserves to be arrested and put away but on the other hand oh but she's a woman and aren't women treated like sex objects and well woman's just trying to make her way and be strong and and i'm like what is this movie trying to say what is it doing sorry yeah i don't know what this movie is trying to say it doesn't give us any answers and i think that might frustrate some people um it doesn't frustrate me so much I think it's, I, I like a movie that makes us have these conversations. Um, but also, it's also just kind of a horror movie about a witch who kills some guys. Because it, with, with the progression of it, because I know what Matt was, maybe this was going to turn in on, but the progression, it, like, it, it gets progressively more and more brutal. Mm-hmm. Like, as... Mm-hmm you know these men come in like it, it kind of starts off with like oh maybe the potion was a little wrong well i mean but as it gets forward it becomes almost intentional like and violent 
So yeah. it's 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 That's a progression. I, initially, I thought, oh, she didn't mean to kill him. Mm-hmm. She's she hasn't got her formula right yet for the potion. But you're right; it does end up, particularly in that last murder, it seems very intentional. I mean, it's I can't think of anything more intentional than what right. she did. <laughs> so yeah, I think she's just a, kind of an. an an evil character, but yes. I found her to be interesting because I'm 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 wondering why she is that way and what what I mean to me it's kind of like if Wicked wasn't a musical, <laughs> you know, and it was a horror movie. It's like following the Wicked Witch of the East. That's not a good character. Yeah, yeah and see, like this is again, I guess maybe this personal preference, but I am not a. I, I didn't like Wicked the musical. I, I I probably had to return my gay card for that. <laughs> But I am not a fan. I, I don't care about origin stories, and I, particularly about uh, evil people. Like, I don't care about how the Wicked Witch of the West became who she was. I don't care about how Cruella de Vil became who she was. Well, I don't Rob care. Zombies I don't care. Halloween, man. I mean, that was just joking, just joking. Yeah. I, I mean, the point is, I, 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 I yeah. I, I, it, but this movie isn't that. But it, I was just saying, it made me. I was intrigued by her and, and um, the character, and it was enough to keep me involved. Even though, yeah, she's not someone you root for necessarily, but um, I enjoyed watching her. I thought she, I thought the actress did a good job, and I thought she had a lot of charisma. And, um, I I don't know if I said it was as far as rooting for her, but I was intrigued by her. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe through the first half, and then by the time the back half, I I was. Like okay, well, this she's done some bad things, and she needs to, you know, yeah, you know, face justice for it. But instead, I'm like feeling that the movie was trying to say something about women and some, trying to say something about men, and I got all very muddled, and I just think it lost it. That's my opinion. I think it lost its way. Yeah, I'm not certain um, the message maybe was a, a home run, but. For someone like me who enjoys watching more uh, unsettling and uh, disturbing things, it was like, all right, uh, so the love witch just does love stuff and messes up sometimes. <laughs> like, no shit, this love witch is a murder. <laughs> well, you know, and actually, I want to touch on something you brought up earlier. You talked, you mentioned this reminded you a little bit of, of the Hammer Horror movies. Mm-hmm. And I know we've talked about some of those in our um, on our podcast before, but... Um, I enjoy the Hammer movies for, for kind of what they are, except the ones in the 70s. Because they started in the... Well, Hammer went back a long time, but they kind of really came into their own in the 50s. And so, like, in the 50s and the 60s, they had a very certain kind of look to them and a certain kind of formula. And then in the 70s, I feel like the look of them changed a bit, and they definitely all of a sudden became really sexual. And I don't consider myself a prude, <laughs> But I don't like the 70s-era sexual Hammer movies. And in the 70s, you know, we had The Wicker Man. And I'm not a fan of The Wicker Man and the whole weird sexual <laughs> stuff about that, too. Um, and so, yeah, and I and I didn't like the whole weird sexual Wicker Man-ish 70s Hammer vibe of this movie. Um, which actually it wasn't... It's weird. This movie was... Actually, in my opinion, one of the least sexual movies I've ever seen. It's almost anti-sexual. The Love Witch? The Love Witch. And I'll I'll be honest with you here. Like, you know, just because there's nudity doesn't mean that's sexual. I mean, there's a straight-up sex scene in uh, right at the beginning. Which was not sexy. 
Okay, so it's not a sexy. All right, I get yeah. these. I'm yeah. like, there's sex in this movie. It's a sexual movie. I don't know what you're talking I guess, about. I guess maybe. Okay, I should rephrase that. It is. There's sexual elements to it, but nothing to me about this was sexy. Which also may be kind of weird because I feel like there's this streak in modern movies where they're very anti-sexy. You know, um, and in fact, there was an article just a few weeks ago came out and talked about how I think it's Gen Z. A lot of Gen Z people were did a study or interview, and they're like, "Yeah, like we don't want to see sex in movies." And they were just saying, you know, like that's not, you know, that's they weren't saying that's good or bad. They're just saying that's different than kind of how previous generations were, you know. And it's curious why that is and why there's this sort of, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if this movie's part of that or not. But. Yeah, it's interesting. We, we can, you mentioned the Hammer movies in the seventies. We kind of, I remember one of my favorite Hammer movies is Vampire Circus, and we had a very similar kind of conversation about that because that one has a lot of sex or nudity in it, and you were off, you you did not like it. I don't know. I'm more. I don't know why. I'm more open to that. I kind of like that whole weird. <laughs> sex genre i don't know why but um i don't think of myself as as, as that kind of person but I don't you know. got some weird posters on the wall here guys <laughs> <laughs> now earlier you were talking about kind of the dialogue and the acting and everything i don't know from from the very beginning i felt like that was all intentional it was supposed to be kind of this stilted um kind of b-movie homage to acting i don't know that's how i interpreted it i did as well yeah okay <laughs> uh, i'll be generous and go along with that uh any any other thoughts on this i mean i think we, we've had a lively discussion fellas <laughs> very have. interesting been an interesting valentine's day <laughs> movie discussion would you call this a horror movie yes okay okay what would you give it out to end here i'm gonna give it a six and a half all right ashley I'm going high here. I'm giving it an eight. All right. Uh, I'll give it a three and a half. So our <laughs> score is a six. It's right there. I would say it's above average movie. <laughs> it's a, uh, and plus uh, it's probably a niche one too, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably be hesitant to recommend this. To I, I think a the way. People. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and I think the way you said it, best Matt is uh this movie has a vibe and you weren't vibing with it mm-hmm. like if you are I think you'll enjoy it if you're not I don't think you will <laughs> yeah yeah all right so that's a six from us for the love witch Garrett thanks for joining us hey thanks for having me and have a great Valentine's Day guys yeah all of you happy Valentine's Day happy Valentine's Day happy Valentine's Day